What is going on? It's your girl and we're back. It has been a long six months. I'm telling y'all, I haven't done any posting of episodes. I haven't done any recording, no interviews, nada for six months. I absolutely need the break, need to take a step back, catch my breath, reevaluate everything. And you know, I'm going to be honest with y'all. I'm going to be transparent. When I started this podcast back in 2016 as the Enough is Enough podcast, we wanted to be able to open up a platform for people to come and have the difficult, hard conversations. We wanted to talk about the things that nobody wanted to talk about. We wanted to bring light to them. We wanted to provide perspective and all the good things. We ruffled some feathers. We pissed some people off and that's fine. In 2021, it took a shift. I decided, you know what? No more of this negative BS. We're on a whole new journey now. We're healing. We're growing. We're on a come up. So let's ride this wave and let's go. So 2021, I revamped and relaunched the podcast as the I Am Podcast, providing our guests to provide a moment to tell our listeners their I Am statement, to end their episode on such an amazing note that would also empower the listener, empowering them through their story, empowering them through their struggles, their triumphs, everything in between, and providing them a statement at the very end that could uplift them. Now, October is a month that I take on a lot of work and that I hold pretty close to my heart, being a survivor of domestic violence, and I decided to take on a couple of interviews with some individuals that I was actually really excited to hear their story and I wanted to give them a space to share. Unfortunately, and I've said this before, I am not a counselor, I am not a therapist, and I have to be honest, through some of those conversations, I felt like I was trying to direct them through a lot of some unhealed trauma. I was trying to direct them to find some sort of positive light, maybe the silver lining to the story that they were trying to tell. Unfortunately, going back through and trying to edit and produce those episodes, I was listening to what was going on. I could still hear a lot of the pain and hurt in their voice as they were telling their story and saying these things. And hindsight is 20-20. As I I was listening, it sounded like a lot of venting. It sounded like a lot of subliminal messages. It almost sounded as though they were trying to say something to someone without giving a name. And that's definitely not where I want the podcast to be at. I recognize where those people are at in their journeys. I recognize for what it's worth. And I definitely don't discredit their journey, their experiences, and I don't downplay it at all. But the space that I've tried to create and try to keep going, I want it to be helpful to our listeners. I don't want it to be hurtful. And I definitely don't want it to ruffle the wrong feathers if you catch what I'm saying. I honestly think if those episodes after producing and editing them and posting them, it may have done more harm than good. So I decided out of respect for all parties involved and to help protect those people that were telling their stories, I decided to withhold. So now we're here and, you know, I want to keep this rolling. And over the last six months, I've kind of reevaluated on how I'll be approaching individuals and who will be coming onto the podcast just to protect you, the listener, your time. Um, I'm forever grateful for you taking the time to sit down and listen or drive and listen. I know people do that when they're on podcasts, Uh, but I definitely appreciate you taking the time to happen. And so 
I admit I had one of those ADHD moments where I was scrolling social media mindlessly, just doing the thing, scroll after scroll after scroll, and then boom, it hit me. I found a page, it caught my attention, and I'm like, I gotta dig into this. Started looking at it, started looking at the the owner, started looking at her personal page, and I'm just like instantly like, yo, I gotta do this. We gotta do this. We gotta, we gotta, this is how we're gonna kick off 2022 for the I Am podcast. And she's gotta be on here. I am definitely gonna share her information in the show notes. I'm gonna share on Instagram. Y'all gotta follow her because you're gonna see exactly what I'm talking about. And then when you hear her, y'all are gonna feel it. Like she brings the fire, like her energy, it just wants to jump through the screen. It wants to jump through your, your, your earbuds, like everything. She was amazing. I was really excited to connect with her and talk with her. And, you know, she, she comes from a part of my life that I get really excited and hype about. So y'all are going to catch what I'm like, what I'm talking about. So let's just, let's just, let's fucking go. Let's get into this. And when things are really tough and they're really rough and nothing's working, but there's something inside of you that says, I just have to follow that because you don't know who you are. This is Cola Shippentower. Some people know me for my professional fight career in MMA or even my journey with jujitsu and pro grappling. Others know me for my advocacy for everything indigenous. And some know me for my unique ability of pissing people off while cultivating change at the same time. My goal is not to make everyone mad though. I wanna spark your imagination through your heart and mind while encouraging, challenging, and even empowering you to think differently with compassion and love. I don't need a shit ton of followers or fans, only you, the listener, who's willing to challenge societal norms and standards to create a better world for all of us to thrive in. Let's go. I am really excited because we are back at the I Am Podcast and, you know, everyone knows that something I do, something that's a part of me that I'm a part of is this crazy world of jujitsu. And with jujitsu comes a lot of advocacy work and the advocacy work led to this podcast. And y'all know that I took a little bit of a break, a little bit of a hiatus, and I was waiting for the right energy, just the right thing to call out to me. And y'all, I fucking found it. We have today the co-founder of Chick Jitsu. She is a brown belt, also trains and studies Muay Thai. We have Jeffa Moy. Hi. Hey. You want to give us your, tell us who you are. Tell the listeners all about you. What, what do we need to know? All you need to know is my name is Jeffa and I am running Chick Jitsu, which is like a girls only grappling empowerment tournament. It's amazing. If there's anything that you close your eyes today and said, I remember about that day, it's that there's a girls only grappling tournament out there. Absolutely. It's badass. And you know, it's, it's on the come up right now. We're starting to see more and more promotions and events that are women only female only. And I am absolutely here for it because when I joined, I joined the sport about 12 years ago, it was a rare fucking thing to see a female in this sport in any of like the martial arts, but mostly like jujitsu. So what was it like for you in your area? Cause I know you're in Florida. Yeah. So same, I started, uh, nine years ago now, just roughly. And, uh, when I went in there, it was like, I opened the door. I don't know what I was expecting. 
but it was just like a whole bunch of men creeping all over the mat doing jujitsu, like hugging each other. I also didn't quite know what jujitsu was. <laughs> and so there was two females there at the time. And it wasn't even like, like how it is these days you walk into the building and there's females there. They're like, come here. Like, yay, pretty much for the most part. But there it was kind of like, oh, you know, standoffish. It wasn't best friends. It wasn't like, oh, I see another female. Let's make a pack of us being chicks in this gym doing this thing. It was like, you know, oh, I've seen you for a, a year now. Like, you're not you're not going anywhere. What's your name? <laughs> That's usually how it goes. It's like once we start seeing each other more and more, we're like, OK, they might be serious. Like, let's, let's yeah. see what they're yeah. about. Oh, yeah. I, I saw it in like, you know, the higher up uh, level chicks that would kind of stop through. It's like, they didn't give a fuck about me. They're like, <laughs> all right, this is just another free trial. Somebody's boyfriend told them to go in there, never see him again. And then all of a sudden my face kept, you know, popping up and I was doing stuff about it. I didn't, I didn't even like plan on competing. I, I was a cheerleader and I did like, you know, social competitive stuff, but never like by myself and whatever. I was just there for like the self-defense. And all of a sudden I'm like, not even a year in, I'm like doing a jiu-jitsu tournament and the photography for the event at the same time. I'm like, wow, I guess I like it. <laughs> she likes it. So you brought up a few, a few points that I really want to touch on. Um, one of them being this really weird, I don't even know if you want to call it like energy or if you want to call it just like the stigma that a lot of gyms get when they have females in there. And this is something I've really strived for, uh, just being a minority in general. I mean, I've, I've told a lot of people, I'm like, I walk into any space, even black communities, I'm still a minority. Like you gotta like mind yourself on that. Um, so being one of the only indigenous people to have made it this far is really kind of a rare thing. So the other side of that is also being a woman. And when I joined the sport, you would definitely get a lot of just, you know, really clicky behavior. I'm like, this is, this feels to me like the space not to do that. So, I mean, what, what are your thoughts on that? And like, kind of what is your, your approach to that sort of scenario? I mean, honestly, as a human being, that kind of just naturally happens. Like we already said, like, you know, oh, I know exactly who's going to walk through that door and is trying in class. And I, I can see just like by their energy, if they're, they're going to stay, you know, and I can just like natural instinct for I think all humans, but especially with females is like that reserve, you know? So it's like, I don't know. I, I kind of get like the side of it where people are like standoffish, but being me and being like, this has changed my life. Like knowing the benefits of it, like why I'm there and not who's there with me. <clears throat> it's the why that I'm like, I want to share that with you so bad. So like, you know, for me, I personally, my approach is any single female that gets in to a gym at all, I'm like, word vomiting trying to be you know soft about how much i love this and that you should you know this should be your whole life but i think i've kind of got you know i'm perfecting the words to say to these people to like make it more like intriguing and not too overwhelming you know what i'm saying no i absolutely I agree i agree and i think it's um you know i think it's our responsibility as the the higher belts honestly, brown and black belts, I think we carry a lot of weight without even thinking about it sometimes. Yeah. Um, all too often, 
when people come into a new gym, they immediately look at your waist. They want to see what color belt you're wearing. They want to know how long you've been there, that sort of thing. So we already have that on our side and it's an advantage. So people will be standoffish with us from the get-go. So I, I truly think it's our responsibility to help those new people and even the, the lower belts to feel really comfortable and welcome and at home. Because I mean, who else are we going to fold laundry with? I mean, we, we ain't going to have nobody <laughs> if, we, if we scare them away on their first day. Yeah. Uh, so, something else that you brought up, um, and I, I think this will be really awesome. And this is kind of like, we always get asked this question. And of course, I'm going to ask it because I'm just curious is, uh, you said that you had started out with Muay Thai and then moved, transitioned over into like jujitsu, but Muay Thai being your, your bread and butter. But uh, what got you started in, in, in the arts? Like what, what got you going? So I was a single mom and I moved out, you know, on my own and I didn't quite know the area that I was in. It's just, it was like one of those like hidden areas that looks really great. But once you start living there, you're like, oh shit. Like, and also I'm a tiny little girl, you know, especially at the time I'm 21. So I understood that there's going to be a point, you know, I don't have someone that lives with me. I'm by myself. So if I hear something in the kitchen, I can't be like, oh babe, I think I hear something. It has to be like, yo, you know you messing in the wrong house. Like who, who's here? I have to be that person. And like, again, that's like one of those things that even in the natural instinct, you might be scared, but like, I have to train myself to choose not to, and to choose to be like, okay, well, I have to defend myself and my child at this point. And to think that like, when I'm doing my groceries, there's going to be a point where my car door is open and my house is open. And like, I have a baby in my hands, groceries in my hands. I'm like the easiest target in the world. You know, again, like I'm a small person, I'm five one. I look like somebody dropped their booger. It looks like, an, you know what I'm saying? So like, I have to understand. So I personally picked up kickboxing Muay Thai because as females, our bodies are naturally stronger in our hips. You know, men, they're big, big and strong up top and females are naturally stronger in their hips. So that's also something where like, if I have baby here, you know, one hand and groceries in the other hands, my legs are more free. So I, there's just like, from there, I met someone that was into kickboxing, taught me some stuff and I just like started studying it and got into the gym and everything. But that's essentially why I started the Muay Thai it was for the self-defense aspect of it from a physical standpoint and also from like a mental standpoint. Cause again, you're training your mind to like, not be afraid to have to stand up. Cause it's in a, like in a situation that somebody does try to harm me and my child, like but I have to choose not to be scared. Or if I am scared, what are my next moves? And, you know, normal human beings, the common human being right now probably does not have any plan. Me, it's one thing to have a plan. It's another when you're training that plan. It, it comes naturally, no matter what happens. If you get so scared that you shut off, your next moves are going to be most likely smarter moves. My elbows are going to be inside or my chin is going to be tucked. I'm going to be self-aware. My body... You know, if I get hit in a certain way, I'm going to be used to being hit, not just like shocked that I got hit. Does that make sense? Absolutely. You know, <laughs> some, something I saw and it was really cool because, you know, when you get into this line of work and you start meeting other uh, jitaras and start like really expanding like your horizons and the, the circles that you run in is a common theme for many of us like higher belts is that we're offering self-defense. So I, I absolutely agree with everything that you're saying and totally understand where you're coming from. And something that our listeners might want to know is especially that are in your local area is that you're actually offering self-defense classes to anyone who is either a victim to or a survivor of any sort of form of abuse, correct? Heck yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I've had it, you know, I've had 
a few girls reached out to me since I made that post, which was like, so cool. I'm like, if I touch one life, even if it's for one hour and she walks away with something different that would have changed her life, you know, there's so, there's so many topics that you can go from there, you know, but there's like, if, if you walked away today with one thing that could change your life, if I could have changed my life years ago and I could just give that to some person, that's awesome. Like that's one more person. That's one more person that I'm like, go tell somebody else. Tell, like the best way to practice what you learned with me today is to go tell somebody else. And yes. so I'm like, yeah, I'm it's so that, excited. <laughs> it's that ripple effect we're trying to go for. That's what we're all striving for. And that's really what it is. As long as it's like playing phone, but with like useful information. <laughs> I'm going to keep it simple, stupid. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Like if we're going to sit here and waste our time trying to gossip, let's rather fill that with something a little bit more substantial. And that's going to help other people as well. So, I mean, if you can just give one little nugget to pass on to someone else, then that's, that's the overall goal. That's how we become better. Yes. Human beings. So, well, let's get into, into what I feel like it's probably, you're already lit. You're already lit. We're, we ain't going to lie, but probably is going to really fucking light you up. Chick Jitsu. You are the co-founder of this thing that's going on let's talk about it what 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 do we need to know so chick jitsu is a girls only grappling tournament it's for all ages and all ranks we feature a an absolute for money it's no gi only right now but it's a no gi absolute lots of money and we have super fights where they win a crown it's so cool <laughs> You have a crown? Can I cuss? I feel like I can't cuss. No, go okay. for it. I cuss a lot. I will try not to, but I'm like, no, yeah. don't even, don't ever like filter yourself or apologize in my space. Like I tell y'all, just give it to me fucking raw. <laughs> All right. That's what she said. All right. Yes. <laughs> um, anyway, back to Chick Jitsu. We have our absolute, the super fights. Uh, you won a super awesome crown. We're actually designing them in like different ways right now because we kind of came up with this idea and it like lit on fire. I'm super amped about it. You know, we're just trying to be a little bit different, set different rules, set different bars. Uh, when we start our tournament, <clears throat> we start with our absolute and we use those super fights kind of in between the matches for the girls to get a break. Because again, like they're battling for money. So before we started out with $2,500, that was the winning prize. but enough girls started, you know, not showing up. And so we reduced the price because it's like, you know, yeah, that's great that you have your, you know, local badass coming through to get that 2,500, but like, where's the battle for it? Like, let's put on a show ladies. Like this is still a lot of money. This is a great opportunity. And one person's going to step up to it. Three people are going to step up to it. What's up? So we're kind of making a little bit more of a challenge to it. Now we started out 500 once we get to 10 chicks, we raise it to a thousand. We like last time we had sponsorship in there, you know, like if people want to donate money to be like, yeah, let me see these girls like do their thing. Cause it's, you know, it's a great opportunity. People are doing it for medals. People are doing it for, you know, belts, but they're all doing it for, you know, <clears throat> different organizations. This is like an opportunity to not just like win or try to win or showcase yourself. It's like, we're literally all here as females, as chicks, all ages doing our thing. Like that's, we're, we're shouting about ourselves, not just, yeah, I'm really good at jujitsu. It's yeah. We're all of these really awesome chicks at jujitsu, you know, doing our yeah. thing and like raising that empowerment and awareness and all that cool stuff. 
Absolutely. And I think that's, I think that's something that's pretty straight across the board for all the females that are in the sport is that we can feel the difference between rolling with a guy and then rolling with a girl. We can feel the difference between sparring with a guy and sparring with a girl. We can feel the, the energy change between a co-ed class and then an all-female class. So there's been a few events that I've been to that have all been just female only. And I mean, the, the level of, it's so hard to describe. Like, I'm, I'm not going to discredit like my professors because they're all, they're all men. Like, I won't discredit that at all. And I won't discredit my teammates, but there's something to be said when you have a group full of women that are coming together, just like-minded individuals and doing the same thing that you absolutely love. It's a beautiful thing. And it's right. so, it's so different. And just to be around it. Right. So I know, I know. <laughs> I'm so excited. Like that's what, one of the greatest parts about our tournament that I, the more that we have them, the more that I hear it, the more that I'm like, I'm so excited. Because like people, like the second you walk in that door, it's like a totally different energy. It's a vibe. Like you're there, it's there. It's a party. It's a celebration. Like we've got, I had at weigh-ins, I had little candy bags. I'm like, don't, don't freak out about your weight. We're not here to stress. Like what, you know, let me know your general weight. Like if you have your period tomorrow and now you're three, three or five pounds heavier, like we're not going to kill you over it. You're not going to kill us. You're probably more tired. Like, I don't know, but you know what I'm saying? It's like, we're giving out like prizes. There's sparkle, sparkles, there's glitter. I can't even talk. Cause I'm so excited. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. I love it. And you know, so you're saying that you need 10 women to make it to the thousand dollar prize right yes and right now we're three girls away oh my goodness so we need three freaking badasses to come in so do you release kind of like your your competitor list ahead of time or do people get a note they'll be rolling we're still kind of bouncing around with it obviously people like i think the biggest thing for the registrations just in any tournament ever is that people sit in the registrations or they watch them to see if somebody's going to sign up in their weight class or, you know, who's signing up in their weight class, stuff like that, instead of just throwing their name in there and doing it. So uh, we've tried to kind of keep it quiet for a while and just have them be like, sign up. And like, for me too, I go out there and I hunt for these girls. Like the, I love when parents write to me and they're like, Hey, I signed up my daughter, but we can't see that her registration. I'm like, who is she? What, what's her weight? What's her rank? I'm going to go find out. I'm going to post about it right now. I'm going to post it everywhere. And I'm going to have everybody else on my team repost it so that we can find a solid group for your girl. Don't even worry about it. But closer to time, <clears throat> we release the registration so that people can see, you know, sometimes I have to move kids around or make different ma- matchups before they are, you know, solidified. And then that's when people can kind of confront me and be like, oh, you know, I don't like this. Or, hey, put me in here. I see this person has no one and I want the extra matches, which is more so the answer than not, is that people are like, hey, I see another, let me in. I'm like, yeah, get in there, girl. You know, I want to see five medals around your neck. Like, get here. Uh, But yeah, so, and then for the absolute, we released, the first one we released all of them because we had like a solid lineup. I was so amped for that. And I was hoping to continue with that. But then it was like three girls. I think last minute at at our last, last one was like six girls. And then at this past one, one dropped out. And I think we only had three or four. So it sounds, like you guys, 
you guys are getting your competitors in there. But what I hear is kind of like a common a common theme amongst different promotions, whether it be like IBJJF, Grappling Industries, or Fuji, any of them, is that people have this tendency of doing exactly what you said, which is sitting and watching the brackets, the registrations come rolling in, like, should I go? Should I not? 99% of the time, the person that is looking for competitors to go against is doing the exact fucking hey. same thing. So yeah. here's... Here is to anybody out there that competes. This is your permission slip is that Jeff and I are saying fucking register. Just do it. Let's do like, it. <laughs> stop waiting. And you know, the nice thing is, is that a lot of these promotions are really understanding and they give you ample time. Like IBJJF has a little bit more different rules and standards, but you get enough time to, you know, talk with them and say, Hey, I, I'm like, nobody's signing up. So I'm going to get a, can I get a refund sort of thing? And then you have other promotions that are really willing. Like, even if you do show up the day of a majority of the time, you talk to the manager, they'll give you a credit so that you can use it at a different, a different area. And then maybe you'll have more people in that area to compete against. So, I mean, you're not going to really lose much of anything if you just fucking register. Like that's right. my, my biggest battle right now. So yeah. if you guys are looking for something to do, and this is happening on, April 23rd. Yeah. So next next weekend. Next weekend? The weekend after. Two weekends. Okay. Sorry. No. Didn't mean to. <laughs> I can't blink. <laughs> My eyes won't close. <laughs> Chill out. Jeff yeah. just Jeff just shit on Zoom. <laughs> just, what did you say? <laughs> So two weeks, y'all got two weeks to get into this amazing event. Y'all like I'm in Oregon and I'm very much considering going like that should tell you something that when you find something like this and you're drawn to it, like that, that tells you it's, it's a good thing. I mean, I'm all the way across the country and we're looking at this and a thousand dollars. That's a, that's a pretty hefty prize that pays for like, in my mind, this is how it works. That pays for my flight. That place pays for a room. I can go do what I love with a bunch of ladies, a bunch of badass females and enjoy my time. All right, bet. Let's go. So if you're in the Florida area, it shouldn't be that hard. You're literally making money to do something that I'm going to assume you love. So that is amazing. So you are a co-founder with another individual. So kind of what even just got you guys thinking like this needs to happen. Like we, we got to do this. Let's go. So his daughter had signed up at the gym I was teaching at and we just kind of bonded. His daughter's really outgoing and just, it's one of those things that I'm a female coach and she's a female and a, you know, male dominant sport, even though there's plenty of girls in the classes it's still just like one of those things that you have to remember. Like if I was a nine-year-old girl and I went to a jujitsu class full of boys and it's a boy thing and they got, and they got a girl coach and she's cool. Like I love her. She's mine. I want to be your best friend. And I'm the same way, like same way with every single one of my students. I'm like, and I'll be your best friends forever. And you know, I have so many close relationships with families because of that, which again, now like lose like my best friend you know, and Lexi is best friends with my daughter. It's just really awesome. But she was competing. She's like one of those natural freaks that like, she looks at something and she's like the best at it. So she was hopping in the jujitsu game, but as she got older, and this is just, just what it is, is, you know, as girls and boys get older, their bodies change and it's different. You know, it doesn't even matter at that age. You think about to like my five-year-old students, six, seven, that are like, am I going against the boy? And it's not anything against them or any whatever. It's just the fact that girls want to go against girls. 
or, you know, girls fighting boys doesn't compute. <laughs> They're like, I'll do it, whatever. But like, it would be cool if it was a girl. So he talked about, you know, oh, Lexi's, you know, getting a little bit, doesn't want to compete as much because of, you know, the difference and the way that she can get hurt and the confidence is dropping, yada, yada, yada. So he brought up the idea because I have been teaching a class called Chick Jitsu. I've been doing, you know, any gym that I go to anywhere that I can, I pull together a whole bunch of females and I teach them jujitsu, self-defense, Muay Thai, and like basically like cardio kickboxing, fitness. I'm a, you know, I have my uh, certification in personal training, that kind of stuff. Like I study all of it. So there's a whole circle of stuff to be learned from my classes. And then of course I'm a jujitsu, you know, Muay Thai coach. So we just, he asked me, you know, oh, what do you think about a girls only tournament? And I'm like, man, 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 it would be hard. I'm like straight up. I'm like, that would be tough, tough noodles because it's hard enough to get a girl in a bracket at all. MMA, kickboxing, jujitsu, you name it. It's difficult to get girls to go against each other as much as they all said, hey, one, two. I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, I'm not. <laughs> uh, anyway, I was like, that would be a struggle bus. But we're, you know, he was super about it. He gets so fiery, passionate about his thought processes. And they're always, you know, don't tell me I said that. <laughs> they're always really good. Like he's, he's got a line of geese that he made right now, which is like a totally different subject, but the way that his brain works with it and he gets so passionate about it, it really works out. And it's when you team up with someone that is like that, like my personality is the same thing, especially with like I said before, like teaching females, if I can give her one like safety tip that will change her life, that could just be easily taught to somebody else or said to somebody else, it will change lives, like that kind of stuff. I get so into it. I'm just like, I want, I want every girl to be a strong girl and not a damsel in distress. And like, you know, I don't need no man. I love them. I love my man. But I <laughs> open my water bottle sometimes. But you know what I'm saying? Like, I, it's not. I don't want to be de dependent on anyone. I want to be able to be strong enough. I have a daughter. I want I want her to see that. I want her to grow up big and strong. So two worlds collided and we tried it. And like, it was one of those things that like we're getting the venue, we're getting the signups. Okay, not so many signups. That's why I had to go out there and be like, hey, to these gyms, do you have any girls? I have these girls. I'm posting about it. Instagram, social media, all that stuff is like incredible. To all, Like people don't understand what sharing really does. It's like, it helps so much. It, just like to look like it's busy, you know, like to make it busy, please make it busy. Um, but yeah, in the last, like, I think week and a half week are like, especially with the absolute, like suddenly we're getting like girls from Invicta and UFC to sign up for this absolute because hello, duh, $2,500, like duh, 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 duh for girls, you know, even I said, I'm like, that's a lot of money. He's like, yeah, no, we're going to do it. I'm like, cool. I'm all about it. Because if you think about it, Girls, like in the absolutes that when I first started, you know, girls got, got paid less than men. And like, I understood where the promoter would come from being like, okay, well, there's less girls. There's a bunch of guys signing up for this absolute, which they're paying for, which is kind of paying for that payout. And there's none of the girls, you know what I'm saying? So it's like, I see both sides to that, but also still, how are they going to come if you're not offering the same amount of money? Yeah. Point blank. Make a difference. And that's exactly. us. <laughs> We're catching on, okay? Like, we, yeah. we see it like, and we're saying... Yes, and respect. Yeah, so. exactly. Uh, I just love this so much. Like, you're probably by far one of my most 
favorite people to have on here. It has been so amazing. Love your energy. And y'all, like when we're saying share, like when you have small businesses that are asking you, like it's, it costs you literally nothing just to post and share to your story. Tag somebody, tag a friend that you might know in the area, even if they're not into whatever it is that the post pertains to, they might know someone. It's a ripple effect. It it go it applies to everything. This is a ripple effect, and that's all we're trying to do. And you know, I love that you brought up that you're raising your daughter to be strong and feel empowered and know understand that she's resilient and she could do all the things. And I'm always like thinking, like, let me choose when I get to be a delicate flower, okay? <laughs> <laughs> let me decide. Cause as a as a mom of three boys, I'm on the opposite side of the spectrum where I'm trying to show them like women are strong, but you need to know when that fine line is to like know where you're needed and you can help. And, you know, we all do a lot of this work. So shout out to Lou for taking up working, obviously like working with women is a whole different ballgame. Like, cause we have all the amazing ideas and sometimes they seem so far-fetched. Homie Lou has probably been like, girl, like, can we just calm down? But we'll find a way. We always find a way. And he's probably seen that exactly firsthand. So I commend you for all of your hard work, what you're taking on. I don't think I could do it. So bro, you fucking do the thing. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So thank you so much for all of that. And you know, with the I Am Podcast, we like to end it on this beautiful note of empowerment. So can we hear, will you mind sharing with us your I Am, your I am statement? I, my I Am statement. Hmm. I guess my I Am statement would be always remember that you are worth everything. Like in the end, no matter what, you should always come on top. You should always be the person that is the most important. Never settle for less. Never not believe in yourself. So does that count? <laughs> I am always going to come out on top. Amen, <laughs> sister. <laughs> <laughs>